Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn, and it's like basically summer outside right now. Like this, you know, if you live in a city that has seasons, this is that day where it's like the weather has turned. It's turned and I don't think it's turning back. And I'm in a a full on tank top right now. So I'm very, very happy. I feel like there's been a lot of TikToks that are like, oh, when it, once it becomes summer, like I get my personality back, like that's me. <laughs> I'm coming back alive. I'm thawing out. Um, but I'm alone today. It's just me. Um, we're doing a solo episode and we're going to talk about a very fun topic, rejection. <laughs> um, I So I guess just for what's going on, this is like what's happening in my life currently. Um, this will be a little old by the time this comes out. It'll be like... Uh, it won't be such an open wound. But yesterday, I didn't really tell you guys, but I submitted for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Search. Um, it's something that I've wanted to do for like the past couple of years. And I've kind of just been like dragging my feet on it. And finally, I guess like mustered up the courage to do it um, at the end of last year. So the, the last day of 2022 was the the due date. So I literally did it on the very last day. You make a 60 second submission video and... A lot of these girls, like, and you can see them because people put them like publicly on YouTube or there's like a swimsuit, an app for, it's called like Swimfluence Network or whatever. And that's where you submit the application. And so you can see a lot of the other girls' submissions. So I got into like a little spiral where I was like comparing myself to all these other girls and they were doing like full on productions, like fully on the beach in a bikini, like adding in all these cool editing things and whatever. And like, it's 60 seconds. So it's really hard if you've ever tried to like talk about your whole life story or like why you should be in a magazine. It's really hard to do in 60 seconds. Um, But then I was like, I don't want to compare myself to all these people. Like that's not going to help me, whatever. And I thought back to my bachelor casting video where I was like, which is funny. I've like posted a clip of this before, but I, I tried to run, like I tried to go on a run the day before I did this video. I'm not a runner. And there was also a heat wave in New York. So I was just like, exhausted. Like I was down bad, but I had to submit this video to them. And so I just sat on my bed in like a Mean Girls t-shirt with no makeup on and just talked to the camera pretty much like this. And they picked me. So I was like, okay, maybe I should just like be real, be myself, whatever. So I just sat on my couch for this video in a hoodie, talked to the camera about like why I wanted to be in the magazine. Cool. And then submitted it and kind of was just like, all right, well, it's been a few months. Like I haven't heard anything. I don't really know when the deadline is, whatever. And I got an email, not an email, a DM last week that was like, hey, you made it into the top 24. Congratulations. And I was like, oh my God, like so exciting. Like next, and then you do a casting with the team. And the week after that, they uh, break it down to top 12 or cut it down to top 12. And so I did this casting with like 11 other girls. And it was really cool actually to see the other women and like hear their stories and hear them talk or whatever. Um... And I felt really confident in what I said and how I presented myself and how I came off. And like, I just felt really good about it walking away from it. And I just feel like, I don't know, this sounds weird to say, but I just feel like usually when I have a good feeling about something, I'm not wrong. Like, I just, I really felt good about walking away from the casting. And I was like, wow, I did my best. Like, I feel like I connected with the team. Like, I think I'm going to get it. And then woke up yesterday morning and saw, logged on to Instagram. First thing I saw yesterday morning was them posting the top 12 and I was not in it. <laughs> um, so it was unfortunate. I I don't know. This one just like really kind of hit me hard because I, I think I just got my hopes up 
because I felt so good about walking away from the casting. Um, and obviously I've been to a lot of castings in life. Like I've done a lot of modeling and I've done a lot of like runway stuff. And it's just like, those kind of castings don't really affect me as much anymore just because it's not really personal. Like some people like my walk, some people don't. Some designers like my looks, some of them don't. Um, but I think because this time I was talking about like what I do and what I'm passionate about and like what I want my purpose to be and how I want to help women and people of color, like it just really felt personal of them to be like, nah, you're not it. <laughs> um, but I think I I feel like much better about it because I felt good about the casting. Like I think if I felt like I bombed it or like didn't get across what I wanted to get across, whatever, that I would be like, okay, well, I didn't do my best. And like, maybe that's why they didn't pick me. And I'd like beat myself up about it. But I think this time it's more kind of like, I actually did my best and I walked away feeling really good about it. So I'm like, if they didn't pick me, then it just wasn't meant to be right now. And I also am a firm believer in like, what's meant for you literally cannot miss you. So for whatever reason, this time, this year, at this moment in life, like, I don't know what it is yet, but it wasn't meant to be and I wasn't supposed to be there. Um, so that's kind of what I'm leaning on. But like, to be real, was I sad yesterday? Very. Um, it was really hard to see that. And I know like, there's another friend of mine that I have, I actually want to have her on the podcast, but a friend of mine that I know did make it into the top 12. And then like, she was posting on her story. Obviously, she was very excited and happy and I'm happy for her, but like, I was like, I need to like not, I had to mute everything. Like I muted Sports Illustrated, like I muted all the pages because it just kept popping up. Like it was just in my face all day yesterday. Um, but what they say is rejection is redirection. And there's also going to be another cut that's the top 12 are going to be cut down to six. And those six are going to walk in Miami Fashion Week, which I really wanted to do because I have been like kind of missing runway. Um, but I think... I don't know what I'm going to be doing in June and I feel like I'm going to listen back to this episode and like whatever happens in June, I'm going to be like, wow, that's probably why I couldn't go do that. You know, like I feel like the universe works in mysterious ways and I'm hoping that something better and other opportunities are coming for me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what's happening currently in my life. And I just feel like I share a lot of my successes and goals and like things I'm excited about with you guys and new projects I'm starting on. I never want anyone to come to my page and be like, wow, she's perfect. Or like, wow, I could never do that. Or like all these good things happen to her and they don't happen to me. Like, I just want to be real with you guys. Um, so I figured I'd share one of my failures, I guess. It's not a failure. Like I think making it to the top 24 is still pretty cool. Um, but I think my first instinct was to like not hide it, but I just was kind of like, I don't want to tell anyone that I'm in the top 24 because then I'm going to like have to tell them if I didn't make it. And like, that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> and I think that it's not embarrassing, but I think we've kind of just been trained to think that rejection or like not getting something is not okay to share. Um, and I don't want to do that. I just want to be real and say, yeah, I got rejected and it sucked. <laughs> um, but I think I want to talk about other kinds of rejection too, because I've talked about modeling modeling a lot. Um, and I, I would say like 80% of the job is being rejected because there's so many castings, like not only just like runway, but commercial or like if you're an actor or anything in the entertainment industry comes with a lot of rejection. And I think over the years, because I've been doing it for so long, I've built up a thicker skin around like modeling rejection. But I also think it's like, I don't necessarily place I definitely, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I place some importance on it, but like I don't necessarily place a lot of importance as 
no, let me re-say that. I don't necessarily place as much importance on my appearance as I do other things about myself. So I think it's just a little bit different when you get rejected for how you look. And like, depending on how much you care about how you look or how much you care about what others think about you, I think that'll hit you differently. Um, But for modeling, I think I've just like built that extra layer up. But like an area where I definitely haven't is probably with men and dating and relationships. I feel like that's a really interesting place to be rejected Um, because I don't think... I don't know. It's just harder to get used to it as a woman because I'm not going around asking guys out a lot. And honestly, this is funny because I talked about this with Serena. Like, I'm not afraid to slide into DMs. I'm not afraid to like, whenever I was on dating apps, I would always, I feel like not always, but like a lot of the times would be the first person to ask the person out because I just hate to do the whole like small talk thing. Like I'm on this app because I want to find somebody. You're on this app because you want to find somebody. Like let's not beat around the bush here. Like I don't want to talk back and forth for weeks on the app. Like ask me for my number or ask me on a date. Like I feel like some people would be turned off by someone immediately on an app being like, hey, want to go out? But like, I would be like, no, great. Like I would love to, like, let's get straight to the point. Like if I'm going to like you, I'm going to like you. Um, and I'd rather figure it out sooner than later. But my original point was that I've asked guys out and I don't really have a problem with that. Um, but I guess I'm not getting rejected that often. <laughs> that sounds so conceited. But, but like, I I feel like when I shoot my shot, I'm, I'm, I'm decently confident in it. Like, I don't just go shooting my shot at anybody. Like, I feel like, okay, if I get a good feeling, if I get a vibe, then I'm going to ask you out. I'm not just doing it to strangers. Um, I think that guys do, do ask out strangers. Like guys will come up to you at the club, come up to you on the street, come up to you anywhere, coffee shop, ask for your number and get rejected and just take it on the chin. And I don't think women do that a lot. Um, And I think not saying like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but like I'm definitely more sensitive in that area, Um, especially when it comes to sex too, because I feel like sexually as a woman, you don't get rejected very often. Like if you're, especially if you're in a relationship or if you're dating someone or whatever, I think we've been trained to think that guys always want to have sex. Like they literally always are down. They're always ready to get hard. They're always ready, like just always ready. Which is just not the case. And honestly, I think as I've gotten older and like, well, I haven't really dated older guys, but like guys that are not 20, um, I've dated some guys that are like, like I was dating this one guy from the Bachelor Nation, actually, T. (laughs) Um, And this was like two years ago. And he was like, yeah, I just want to say that like my sex drive is probably like a six out of 10. And I was like, okay, um, Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> but I think he kind of just like wanted to preemptively say that so that I wasn't always like expecting that from him, which I kind of appreciated. Um, but then like when it would come up and we only dated for three months. So it was very much new in the beginning. And like in the beginning of a relationship or dating someone, like I'm horny as fuck. Like I'm trying to fuck. And he was just like not about it. Six, I mean, four out of 10 of the times. <laughs> Um, and it hurt. Like, I was just like, does he not like, 
why isn't he as excited as I am? Like, I think I'm super hot. Like, why doesn't he want to have sex with me? Why is he turning me down? Like, it's just a different kind of hurt. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like to be rejected in that way. Um, And it made me kind of feel for, I don't say this often, it made me kind of feel for guys because um, they get rejected for sex all the time. (laughs) And they kind of were just like, all right, like I've turned down countless men countless times in countless relationships and they're like okay cool and like if a guy reacted poorly if I said I don't want to have sex and a guy was like what the hell like well why'd you have me over here like why if he acted any kind of way when I turned him down I would be like ew I'm never gonna see you again but as 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 a girl if I was rejected I would be like totally butthurt about it but I understand that it's hypocritical as fuck (laughs) Like I can feel myself in the moment being hypocritical, but I also can't stop it. I'm like, damn, this kind of hurts my feelings. Um, and I think that, I don't know, maybe it's just like a, an exposure thing, like because it hasn't happened as much as guy, it happens to guys. Like I'm just not used to it. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. We met at Acme and she was like, um, do I actually like, want to have sex with my husband all the time or do I actually just want validation from knowing that my husband wants to have sex with me and I was like damn that's deep like is it really coming from a place of like oh I just want to feel validated that I'm like desirable um so I thought that was so interesting that she said that because I was like whoa I never thought about it like that and then I think that's why it kind of like stings a little bit more because then it's like (gasps) the first instinct is like oh damn my partner doesn't want me. Like, how sad. But like, most of the time, it's literally not about you. And like, honestly, same. If I don't want to have sex, it's not about the person usually. Um, it's about other things. Like, I have a headache or like, I just ate a lot of food or like, I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> Lots of different reasons. But yeah, I think another another type of rejection would probably be well, this is kind of related to what I said about Sports Illustrated. I guess that falls under career. I don't really know what my career is at this point. <laughs> it's kind of just all over the place. Um, but I just, it makes me think about like job applications. Like you have to get rejected by so many jobs. Like you put your resume into so many places before you actually get a job. Unless you're just one of those lucky people, like my brother. Like I feel like there's certain people in the world that are just like those people. Like jobs just fall into their lap and like luck just happens upon them. And then like, I don't think my brother's ever been rejected from a job, like from childhood. This man just like knew somebody who knew somebody who got him a job. Um, I've never been one of those people. I've always been the kind that like applies for 70 things. It has all these interviews and then finally gets one. Um, And even my first internship, like I remember I hand wrote, this is so dramatic of me, but like it worked. (laughs) I hand wrote all of my um, applications for an internship when I was trying to get my very first fashion internship because most people in New York like already know somebody at a fashion place or like have an end, whatever you call it. Um, And I didn't live here. I lived in Georgia and I couldn't just like pop over from New Jersey or whatever to get an internship. And so nobody knew who I was, whatever. I had to like cold email all these people and everyone rejected me. And I hand wrote a note to like Oprah magazine and the fashion department actually like reached my boss, but the one who ended up being my boss. And she was like, no one ever does that. Like that made you stand out. Like that's why I hired you. And I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. Um, That was a really irrelevant story. (laughs) 
But um, my point was rejection sucks. <laughs> I do think like any time that I've been rejected from something that I really, really wanted, like the college that I wanted to go to, UGA, like University of Georgia was my first choice. I only applied to three colleges and I was just like, I want to go to Georgia. And I didn't even get waitlisted. Like they literally rejected me. And just, just for reference, guys, like I was a nerd in school. Like I had straight A's, like perfect attendance. Like I had AP classes. Like I don't know what the deal was, whatever. Um, but yeah, they got, they, they straight up said no. Like I didn't even get on the waitlist. And then I went to another school downtown Atlanta because of that. And like, it was the best experience ever. Like I met some of my best friends, like the one I'm going to Ecuador with and the ones that just came to my 30th birthday. Like it just makes me think about how different my whole life would have been and the people that were in my life. Um, if I had actually gone into that school and I ended up, well, I ended up going to Georgia anyway, I transferred and graduated from there. Um, so jokes on them, but <laughs> I am so happy that I had that first experience downtown Atlanta because it was so different from like a, what do you want to call it? Like a, I don't know, SEC football, like Athens, like college town experience. That's what Georgia was. And then Georgia State was very like downtown Atlanta, like remind me of New York kind of. Like you just walk around to other office buildings where your classes are in and you're very like city vibes. Um, and all of that would have never happened if I hadn't gone, if I'd gotten into Georgia in the first place. So I just feel like any time in life, really big opportunities I've been rejected, it's like another better one comes or it just works out in a better way. So if you guys are going through something right now where you just got rejected and you're feeling like you're not good enough and you're feeling like that was the only opportunity for you, like I know it's hard in the moment to accept that something better is coming, but I genuinely believe that something better is around the corner and you just don't know it yet. Very cliche, but I do believe that. Um, and I believe that for myself. Like if I'm not in Sports Illustrated this year or 2024 or whatever, maybe I'll be in it later or maybe I never will and something else will pop up. Um, who knows? Uh, but let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and do Chell It Like It Is. Okay, one person asked, what is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew in your early 20s? This is a good one. Um, whenever someone asks me like what I've learned or like my biggest lessons or something, and it makes me feel like, oh my God, have I learned anything in the past 10 years? <laughs> like I literally just blank. Um, but I think a good one, I'm thinking about myself in my early 20s. Like I was still in college. I graduated at 21. So like still in college and then moving to New York, dating my ex, like that era of my life. I think something that I've learned now that I didn't necessarily know then is like the world doesn't revolve around men and who you're dating at the time. Like I just think there's so much importance placed on a relationship, a romantic relationship. And in your early 20s, like it's pretty irrelevant. But everyone, it seems like you like need to have a boyfriend. And maybe it's just because I didn't really date anyone in college or high school. So I just felt kind of like this pressure to like have a boyfriend or like have my first relationship and lose my virginity. But like, it just wasn't, it's not that deep. Like, it's just really not that big of a deal. And I feel like as I've gotten older, it's almost like any Grey's Anatomy fan out there. Um, it's almost like that episode 
where Christina tells Meredith, like, yeah, he's McDreamy, but, like, he's not the son you are. Like, the world doesn't revolve around this man. Like, it revolves around yourself. And I just feel like the more you grow up and learn yourself and just learn about the world, and maybe this is, like, 20s going into 30s, but it's just, I just feel like I put so much emphasis and, like, effort and energy into oh, I want to date and I want to meet boys. And like, I wasn't even a boy crazy kind of girl, but still, even so, it was always forefront um, on my mind. And so now I've learned that like, I need to be forefront on my mind, like at the top of my mind. Um, I'm most important. And I think, I don't know, I just think that gets a bad kind of, people don't look, kindly on that attitude. Maybe it's societal, but I think, and especially as a woman, I feel like you're branded as selfish or conceited or I don't know, when you're like, I'm number one and I put me first. Um, So I'm kind of trying to like retrain my brain to realize that it's okay to put me first and it's okay to say that out loud too. Like I am first and I, what I want ideally is to have a partner that also puts themselves first, like their health and their mental health and their goals. And we both put ourselves first, but we also, you know, prioritize the relationship. But I think short answer, long answer, whatever, what I've learned is like, I come first and the relationships will come and go and they're part of life and they're part of it, but it's just, it's not the main part. Like it's not the most important thing to me. This one is very interesting. How do you think your life would have been different if COVID and quarantine didn't happen? Um, I definitely wouldn't be sitting here having a podcast right now, that's for sure. I think everything changed because of COVID, um, obviously within the whole world and with everyone else too. But right before COVID, I was, I kind of feel like at the peak of like, modeling career because I had just finally found a really good agency I liked. I was working consistently. I had just gone to Paris for fashion week and this was in February, 2020. So like right when I got back, everything in the whole world shut down and then you couldn't do castings. I couldn't model. I couldn't, I was also like working part-time at a store, a retail store. And I got let go from that, which honestly was the best thing that happened to me because because I was technically let go, they gave me like severance and then I was able to get unemployment. So (laughs) it was literally perfect that I had that retail job because that saved me for most of the pandemic. Um, But I just like, I don't really know. I didn't have a plan per se. Like I was going to keep modeling and maybe that would have taken off in more ways than I can even think about. And I would have been able to quit whatever side hustle jobs. But also, if it didn't, maybe I would have gone back to corporate like fashion life because I still have my degree. And if I wasn't making enough money, I might have had to get another job in buying or I don't know, just get another fashion job working somewhere corporate. But now I feel like I can't even imagine myself like nine to five sitting at an office job anymore. Um, And the only reason I applied for The Bachelor was because it was COVID and I wasn't doing anything (laughs) at the time. So my life would have been drastically, astronomically, very, very, very different. I honestly think for the worst, like I think it worked out how it was supposed to work out. I think that I am meant to be here and being doing all the things that I'm doing right now. And I'm glad that I am. Um, 
And I have no idea where it's even going to take me from here. So I'm really excited to see how it grows from what happened during pandemic COVID times. But yeah, like I said in my entire episode, like everything works out how it's supposed to work out. And yeah, I think that's it. I think I'm going to end it here. If you guys want to watch me on this episode, it's at Vulnerable Pod on YouTube and at Chelsea Vaughn. Definitely follow me on Insta. I post podcast clips all the time and on TikTok too at Chelsea Vaughn underscore. And that's it, guys. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>